Welcome to our weekly podcast, Real Talk with Chris and Ross. We are designed for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers. We also care very heavily around the real estate industry as a whole, bringing you hot topics and up-to-date content with a lot of amazing special guest speakers along the way. So sit back, buckle your seatbelt, and get ready for the best hour of your day. Welcome, that welcome. intro. It's I another, love that intro. And it's like fire. It's like coming on to America's Got Talent. I love it. Uh, anyways, welcome to Real Talk with Chris and Ross. Every week we come out with these amazing podcasts with rock star guest speakers. And we are episode 43, climbing the charts. Woo! I feel like we're Casey Kasem, top 40. I don't know if you're old enough yeah. to but if you are, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just uh, told my age right there. Anyways, welcome to Real Talk, Chris and Ross. We're always excited with my hostess with the mostest, Ross Rossin the third. How you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. It feels good to just get back on the podcast, get the episodes going. We got an awesome guest today, too, to start it off. So couldn't be better. I know, right? And like we kind of had a little break there, the holidays, a couple of things, a couple of little glitches, but now we're back in the saddle. I love this. I love interviewing people. I love having conversations with people. And you're right, Nikki is an amazing guest. We're excited to hear her story today. So for those who are out there, we have an amazing guest speaker today, Nikki Klein. Welcome, Nikki, to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I love it. And I, first, I'm going to say this. I love your hair. I, this is maybe an odd comment. Maybe <laughs> It's not. It's not an odd comment. I, yeah. I hear that. It's got to be a topic of discussion every time. And for those who are just listening <laughs> visually see her, you're missing out. Well, do, you, I, do you know that I actually have a curly hair coach? And I'm going to be interviewing. She's, we're going to do an interview in a couple of weeks. Wow. wow. I, I, I didn't even coaches. know that existed. Coaches and mentors for everything. A curly hair coach. All right. Yeah. I, it's, I like it. So maybe I should get a curly hair coach. because I, I know. Zero. I was going to say, I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> I didn't see a hair coach, Ross. So not only does she oh, have yeah. a hair gopher, but she has the most amazing accent. and makes her the most interesting person in the universe, right? It's the accent. <laughs> Uh, we have a good friend from South Africa, Michelle Smith, and she has that European accent too. And I'm like, just talk. I just want to hear you talk all day because I just love your accents. Anyways, you guys, it is what it is. Anyhow, back on task. Sorry, squirrels, shiny objects. I get distracted very easily. Um, again, our Nikki Klein, amazing guest speaker, who, who is with EXP. She's been a realtor for several years, but she's an entrepreneur. But most importantly, I love about her is she has the mindset of, I want to say a rock, but I know this takes time. People have to gradually grow into a process that's a journey of rebuilding your mind i'd love to hear your story today she's going to share with us a little bit about herself and hopefully get some of the like the odds and ends of things how you got to react i know everybody has to sometimes go down before they come up and i know i did and i had to go through a lot of rocky rock bottom spaces in my life to get to the point where i realized i needed to make some changes and to better myself and i i do believe firmly about mindset that's been my game and uh, I know that if I can't figure out what's going on between my two ears, then I'm in trouble. So I got to fix that first. And what better guest we have on to kind of share and explore her journey with us than Nikki. So again, Nikki, welcome to the call. We're grateful to have you here. Um, for those that are listening, maybe kind of start off letting us kind of give a, a little a peek about who you are. Um, yes. And how you so my, my name's Nikki Klein. I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. 
got into real estate about uh, 10 years ago. I moved to America in 1999, so quite a while ago. And originally I was going to get into TV. I wanted to be in TV. And then I went into TV, didn't have a great experience. So I pivoted, went into meeting planning. Then I moved to Florida and I was like, well, I didn't have a great experience with my set purchasing a house. And so I was like, well, if this is the level of standard for selling homes, then I'm going to like go in and kill it. Right. Like that's, I feel like sometimes that's how it goes. Like either you watch HGTV and think you want to be a realtor or you have a terrible experience and want to be a realtor. Right. It's like one of those two. Um, and it's like neither of them. So it's, it's our own journeys, but, um, being in this industry really kind of catapulted my personal growth journey. Um, I feel like when people make a, a, sh a shift or a pivot into entrepreneurship, it's because they're seeking more. And for me, it really kind of opened up Pandora's box. So I went to all of the classes, learned the very kind of, uh, like the basic mindset shifting, all that stuff. And then realized I wanted to dig much deeper. And for me, it's more than mindset. It's about your energy. Because if you don't change your energy, you don't change anything. Your mind is totally related to whatever energetic shift you're in. So the goal is to keep yourself, for me, to keep myself in a high frequency. And the way to keep yourself in a high frequency is by making sure you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people, that you have rewired your brain essentially through different modalities, different tools, from going being a prisoner of your thoughts and your mind into being your true authentic self. So that's kind of the journey that I've been on. I love it. I love it. So, and, and this is, you know, I'm trying to get into this as, as far as we can dig. If you're willing to share with us. Yeah. Uh, I'm an open book. I'm an open book too. I wear everything on my sleeve. So you can ask me anything you want, but so for you kind of like your journey, obviously real estate's one thing you're very successful in that. Um, and I think your mindset and all that was very, as a good propellant or kind of helped you get there. Um, can we talk a bit about your mindset? I mean, obviously you've yeah. got right now your frequency, all that stuff. You're very in tune with that. Did it, yeah. I know you weren't born this way. Most of us were not. And again, most will have to kind of go through some tragedy or some stuff in life that we start to reprogram and realize we want to make some changes. Can we start there a little bit, kind of dig in a little deeper and how you got to where you're at that way with this? So what's really interesting about you saying that is that I used to have that point of view as well. Mm -hmm. And then I realized you actually don't have to go through something tragic in order to want to make a life change. And I think that that's something that people have a misconception about. And then the people who don't feel some kind of shame or guilt, like, well, but I had a pretty good life. So like, what's going to push me to shift my mindset? And the truth is, if you want to change your mindset because you're having negative thoughts, but nothing's quite happened, you just aren't in a place or a frequency where you feel that you're living your best life. That's when the changes can be made. So for me, it wasn't, you know, I went through a divorce, but I actually had, um, I call it an awakening because I feel like at some point people wake up to wanting a different reality. So they have an awakening to like, 
what am I doing in this life? Do I want to live the same cycle for the next 40 years? There's got to be more to life. What, where am I? What is it? And you kind of have this like conscious awakening of like, I, I don't want to live unconsciously anymore. I don't want to live in this cycle. I don't want to be in this program. Cause essentially what we, what happens is we get so used to doing things that we end up in a cycle and our body, our brain controls our body, right? Like you wake up in the morning and you go to the coffee machine and then you go and you turn the shower on and you, you are programmed to do certain things. Well, what if we like changed it up and we shifted the way that we do things and we use our body to stay present and we use our body to basically master our mind instead of our mind mastering our body. That's where the shift takes place. So mindset is a, is a great thing. It's a great tool, but the, the real meat and potatoes for me, like the real changes are made in your body, in your feelings, in your energy, in your frequency, and then your mind changes. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And I can relate to a lot of that. I just want to jump on that. You know, for me, when I went through my uh, divorce, I swear, si similar, uh, you know, concept there was my, I was not stuck in a pattern, but I felt like I needed change and there was more out there for me. And I didn't want to be complacent in that energy that was necessarily not keeping me down, but definitely not getting me ahead. You know, um, now I know you said that it doesn't need to take forever, you're right? It can happen instantly. Um, but is there like a process that you kind of, you know, do to get prime your energy up to be able to feel that you're aligned? Is it mm -hmm. a meditation? Is it, you know, you do affirmations for the listeners out there, maybe like a simple tool or trick that they could try today to kind of align their energy. I'm always curious about that with every person and what they do. Um, yeah. I figured. So what I can tell you is that it's about not having a point of view about what's happening. Because what wow. happens is you have a situation, you have a scenario, and then you create a point of view about it. But what if you didn't have that point of view? The reason you have the point of view is because of how you were raised, because of your story, because of who you are. But I would have a different point of view about that topic than you because I've been raised differently. I have a different background. So what if that situation, you just didn't have a point of view about it and you were just present in the moment? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's actually, That's I mean, so good. I, I feel like maybe easier said than done for most people. I mean, you see that was, I mean, saying I don't have a point of view on something would be really to kind of really discipline your mind to yeah. be in a Well, this is the thing. Right. This work is about having a gym in your brain. Like if you open my brain, that would be a six pack because I, I'm not a six pack. <laughs> I like, love the analogy. But like, if you open my brain, I work on this so much, like consistently working on, nope, interesting point of view, not my point of view, interesting point of view. Like it is, you got to nip it in the bud so quickly, but you reach a point when you do it so much, it's like, yeah, at the beginning, it's very overwhelming because you ha you're not wired correctly, right? Like you, not that there's a correct way, but you want to rewire the, the negativity the doubt, the shame, the guilt. So once you rewire that, it becomes like second nature. It's like swatting a fly. Like, yeah. oh, I have a thought coming in. Nope, not gonna let it happen. Because you become the observer of your thoughts rather than stuck in the, the wires of them. I know, that's great. So yeah, that requires a lot of work. Again, 
And I think you said six pack, which we all know in physical six pack would take a lot of work at the gym. Uh -huh. Right. And so you would do a lot of mental workout. Um, let's talk about that regimen on a daily basis. Is this an hourly basis? Is this something you said like right now you're like, oh, um, no. like, what does it look like? Your regimen of looks like the, the ironic thing is it looks like nothing. Hmm. For example, I meditate this morning. I was up at four o'clock and I'm not saying you have to do this, but at four o'clock is really when you are most in tune with your highest being, God, universe, mother nature. So I meditate for about 70 minutes and then I go back wow. to sleep. But when I go back to sleep, I'm still in a meditative state. So when you are in nothing, no one, no, you are, have no identity you have like, who are you without your senses? That's what we want to dig into. Who's your true authentic self without your name, without your sense of smell, your mouth, like there's something in there. Who is that? And so that is what going to the brain gym looks like, figuring out who your true authentic self is without the people pleasing tendencies, without the achievement addiction to achievement tendencies, Without all the tendencies that we've picked up over time, we want to unravel that and get to the core of who we are, our truth. Wow. You know, when I hear you say that, and my ideas of like getting there is like seeking discomfort, like almost like going to the gym, sitting in, in my thoughts is not always comfortable, right? It's not, sometimes challenging. You know, it's just like, gosh, I'm closing my eyes. What All these thoughts are just bouncing up. Well, it takes time. But now do you think that there's a level of that, right? Like seeking the discomfort in the gym gives you a great body. Seeking the discomfort in meditation gives you a good mindset. Is that also an element to this? Is that maybe well, it is that, uncomfortable to go there, but you have to? Well, what is discomfort? discomfort? Maybe impatience? Nope. It's the unknown. Yeah, is the unknown. So we want to be comfortable, even if it's something that doesn't serve us. We would rather sit with something that we dislike because we know what the outcome is going to be than sitting in the unknown of not knowing what is going to happen, which is where the magic happens, by the way. Yeah. Because think about all of the times in your life where magic has happened you could not have possibly controlled that situation. But we as humans want to control every single aspect of our life because that's where we feel like, okay, if I do this, if I do that, then this is going to happen, then that's going to happen. But is it going to happen or is it what we think is going to happen? So when we can release control and just allow and just let things flow, literally that's when magic happens. It's kind of crazy. You're right. I think uncertainty is something that most humans hate, right? We want certainty in life. Like mm -hmm. guaranteed, tangible, I can touch it. It's real. It's going to happen. And I think there's a level of control that comes from that. Right. I'm in a space right now. I can tell you right now, honestly, I am learning very quickly how to surrender to everything in my life right now. Yep. Um, it's very ideal. Like for me to literally sell my entire life off in California and move 3000 miles across the ocean. Ideal. Everybody's like, Oh, I want to move to Hawaii. Yeah. It's beautiful over here. But the reality is it's a big game changer for me. I've only been here for three months, but it's a changer for me. Um, I see it right now where I'm letting go of everything that I think that's supposed to happen and it's not supposed to happen. I mm -hmm. guess it's, it's going to do what it's going to do. And I'm letting go control that. So I think at this point right now, that's the most uncomfortable spot for me ever because I'm a control freak. I always have been my entire life. And now to be in a space at my age to be like, all right, let go. Whatever's happening in front of me right now is supposed to happen. 
Correct. And, right. And you're right. The magic starts to happen. Um, so I'm at a place now. It's kind of magical. I'm actually very relaxed in a way that, yeah, I, I like more certainty, more control. But at the same time, I'm like very relaxed internally at peace with myself because I'm saying this is the way it's supposed to be. Everything happens like this is the way it's supposed to be. This is what's supposed to happen. Let it go. Let everything go. So this is like I feel like you're at a place where you have to really uh, like an onion, peel back all the layers to get down to your very bare naked soul. Yep. Your bare naked soul and expose that for what it is. That's right. Do, right. Yeah. And just to go back what Ross was saying about, you know, not being able to sit in meditation. That was me. Mm -hmm. Like maybe even a year ago, I would be like, this is the biggest waste of time. Like this is what your mind does, right? You're, so we, in my model of the world, we have an egoic mind, which is kind of our humanness. Like the ego is there to protect us and make sure that we're safe and keep us in control and keep us comfortable. And then we have our soul, like our higher, highest being, which is our true authentic self. So we want to say, okay, ego, like, I thank you. I appreciate you for keeping me safe because it helps you make sure that you look both ways when you cross the street. And it, you know, your ego is, is a very helpful tool. Um, but our higher self is what is going to take us to that next level. And so once you start doing the workouts, right, with your brain, what happens is those thoughts go away over time. This is not something that you can do overnight. It's a practice, right? That's why it's called a practice, right? A meditation can look different to different people. So for me, I love thrift store shopping. Like, I don't know what it is. It's that place that brings me joy. I just love it. I love going. I don't buy a million things, but I, I just, it brings me a sense of peace. So I would recommend for people to find those things that bring you that, that joy, that peace, that energy. Meditation is, there's the stereotype that you have to sit there and like close your eyes and chant, right? That's not, that's one version of meditation. There's also a walking meditation. There is like thrift store shopping meditation. It's whatever you, whatever brings you peace so that you can quiet your mind right? Just a different perspective on what meditation can look like. And once you start doing that frequently, so I'll, if I have a situation in business and I feel um, like, like angst or struggle or triggered or activated, whatever you want to call it, I'll take, I'll just take the rest of the afternoon off and go thrift store shopping and just settle my thoughts. So it's like finding your thing. What's your thing? What's the thing that lights you up? What's the thing that brings you joy? And start doing that when you feel you need a change of energy, a change of frequency. And slowly, slowly, your mind will stop having those like those thoughts because it takes 17 seconds for one thought to spiral into many, many, many thoughts. So if you can stop those initial thoughts with your highest being, you can stop the ego and be like, it's okay, we're safe, we're good that's when this work really starts snowballing. Got it. Because I, I was going to follow up with something on that too, because you brought up a really good point earlier of kind of seeing things with no perspective and just observing. But then my next question leading into that was, well, then how do we ever find the truth? And that kind of answered that question because, you know, especially as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we are trying things over and over and over and over and over where 
outside looking in, someone would be like, okay, you're crazy. That's not going to work. And then all of a sudden it takes off and it works. Um, but in my mindset, you know, when you said that was well, like, okay, if I'm supposed to separate myself from these outcomes and just, you know, look at it objectively without a feeling or an emotion, how do you really ever know what is truth? And that's kind of how you tied it in there is that, well, you're going to a place that brings you peace, that brings you understanding. So that way you can take those thoughts, maybe those ideas, those efforts and actions and align it with yourself to say, is this the direction? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And it's also, you know, right. You know, in your soul when something feels right or when something's a struggle. So we tend to put some kind of um, like point of view on those ideas. But if we just followed our soul's calling instead of using our brain, like if we followed our heart, right, you know, you can feel when you're having a conversation with someone, oh, this doesn't feel right. But we don't say, oh, this doesn't feel right. We just say, okay, yeah. And then we, we walk away and we're like, oh my God, I don't like what he said. I don't know. I don't think I don't agree with it. I don't, we are people, a people pleasing tendency. Yes. Humans yeah. tend to people please. So unraveling that and being your true core. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you an example. This happened to me with an agent on my team. So when you become a team leader, if you choose to become a team leader, which I'm on the fence about. Um, God bless everybody who does. Ottawa, God bless the team leaders. I have, I have a team and I have a team. Okay. I have so much to say. I have a team because I, I want to help other people. Some people run teams because they want to help themselves. It is what it is. From my perspective, I have a team to help other people. You also have financial burdens that come with running a team. And so you have to have splits for your team members, just is what it is. So one of my team members decided that she was going to leave the team, which is fine. We had perfectly fine relationship. And she said, you know, I, I need to leave the team. I think that real estate's not really for me. I was like, totally get it. Like, it's not for everybody. Go do your thing, girl. Like, good luck. Well, a couple of weeks later, I found out that she had joined another team. So my question is, and my heart hurt for her that she couldn't say to me, hey, Nikki, like, I'm, uh, this isn't the right fit for me. I want to join another team. Because how much better would it have been for me to be able to say, go for it, good luck, but she had a preconceived idea of what my response would be, the people-pleasing tendencies. But now I see her on another team and I may do a deal with her. So how uncomfortable mm. for her is that going to feel when she could have just come to me and been her true authentic self? So that's kind of an example of like, why do we not say how we feel to people? Like yeah, what important. is that block that we don't feel we can be like, I have to come up with an excuse. I have to like, why? Why can't we just say what's on our heart? So for me, the people on my team, current people on my team are so authentic and speak their truth and the level of love and comfort and honesty, it's like next level, right? And it was a really good lesson for me. It was like, what, why, what am I doing to make it not comfortable for her to be able to speak her truth? So I had to unravel that of like, 
why did she not feel comfortable coming to me from my perspective? But then, you know, you can't control how somebody else feels, things, speaks. So that's her journey. That's not, that's, you know, that's her journey. So that's something that she needs to figure out. But think about how many people do that, right? Like they'll say something to their friends of like, oh, I can't, I don't want to be on this team anymore. Da, 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 da. But then when they come to the team leader, they don't say that. They say, I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I could say we can actually segue that into relationships, personal relationships. Same thing. Dangerous, right? Same thing. Yeah. The biggest key to most successful relationships is communication. 100%. And you know, authentically, straightforward, and honest with the person you're with. But so many of us are afraid to because I, I, you always say, I want the truth. Everybody says, oh, just tell me the truth. I don't think people, okay, maybe this is a wrong opinion. Sometimes I don't think people can handle the truth. I am a very straightforward individual. I'll tell you straight up whether I hurt your feelings or not. That's my personality though. People know me that. People know Chris is the guy who will tell you something because I say the shit that people think about. It's just me. I have no filter. Um, I may say it wrong sometimes and I'll apologize for that. My presentation isn't as pretty as it should be, but I do get my point across. Unfortunately, maybe not Could the best. Could be by who? Says who? Yeah, true. I guess it's all opinion, right? Point of view. Point of view. So I'm a straightforward person. I will tell you exactly like I would be the person to say, hey, Nick, you know what? We're not jiving here. I just don't really feel like we're great on this team environment. Maybe I need to go find another team. That's yep. what I would say. And, but you're right. You know how brave that is too. Like oh. that is, that is, um, you have to be the bravest person in the world to speak your true authentic self and go on this journey sure. and this path of like authenticity. And that's what I think people are afraid of the outcomes, the unknown, the responses, like what, what, what if, what if, what if the rejection, Instead, all that. Yeah. 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 It's amazing what triggers come up when people need to be their true or not need, I shouldn't say need, but when, when it's possible for people to be their true authentic self and they choose a different Avenue. I think it takes a lot of courage. Yeah. A lot of courage that people think, you know, oh, courage is such a kind of loosely used word. Well, no, courage is a lot when you can do things like this. When you can do something as simple as expressing yourself and being honest and being straightforward, that's courage. That's tremendous yeah. courage. And it's also um, a matter of not worrying about what other people think or feel, to be honest, because you can't control how somebody else feels. Right. But we are socially conditioned to believe, be nice, be kind, be this, be that, do that, or this is going to happen, or that's going to happen. And then we we don't filter, we filter, we filter our authenticity through those different things that we've been told to be, to do, to have, right? So if we unraveled all that and said, you know what, I, I care about me the most and my feelings, and how you feel is how you feel. And I want to hear how you feel, but this is how I feel. But we're, we're a, uh, a human beingness of, well, you did this. So now I'm doing this because you, 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 instead of, you know, I feel really, I, I don't feel like this is the best fit for me on the team. I feel like, I would be better served with uh, having more ab abundance with leads. I don't feel like I want to make phone calls. I don't feel, you know, instead of, well, you made me do this. And do you feel the energy difference? Yeah. Well, yeah. you. so what's happening there is you are projecting. Right. You're going outside mm -hmm. of yourself. 
And the way to go inwards is by coming from I, always coming from I. And that, again, is a practice. I could not always do that. But over time, I've recognized that when I, nobody can argue with I feelings. Right. Nobody can. But the minute you use somebody, how are they going to respond? Me? You. But if you so say, true. I feel this, I feel that, then the other person's going to be like, oh, my goodness. I didn't look at it like that. Well, I feel this way. Yeah. So while communication is 100% key for relationships, the, the other thing, excuse me, is the frequency and the vibration and the alignment that you're in when you are speaking with the other person. So if you are in a frequency that is coming from your true authentic being, that is the frequency that you will attract for the other person to come into their true authentic being. If you come from a lower vibrational frequency of a push projected energy, that is what you are going to attract back. It is the law of attraction. Yep. Yeah. And it takes a level of leadership too, to acknowledge that it really does because oftentimes team leads when people do decide to go a different direction, or maybe in your case, maybe they don't approach you and then they go, you know, the way they should and they go a different direction. The ego from a team leader can be like, oh, how dare they leave me? Or how, how, how could this happen? And all of a sudden you're at a disposition and you're not leading in truth like you're talking about, right? Yeah, it's already you're like, look what I did for you. Yeah. Well, you didn't do it for them. You did it for you. Correct. You did it for you so that you could say, look what I did for you. Mm -hmm. So there's... if you truly did it for them, you wouldn't need to say that. You would just do right. out of love. Yep. You wouldn't need to, to collect all the data as to why you did these things. Right. But for the fact they need that validation, there's something wrong there. Right? It's a level yeah. of validation at that point. Right. Um, I was, we had a great um, a seminar this weekend over in the Big Island, and one of the speakers actually spoke and said, the most highest level of frequency in the universe is authenticity. A lot of people thought it was love because they asked the question, who do you think the best highest level of frequency is? And everybody's yep. like, oh, love. It's authenticity. It's authenticity and, and then it's gratitude. Yeah. I'm the most, I tell everybody, I'm the most authentic mofo you're ever going to see because I really am who I am. I don't put on a show. This is me. Everybody sees me every day. This is me. And I'm not afraid to say percent. This is me. And uh, I'm not the person that has, I, the truth is what sets you free in my mind. I will tell you the truth. With discretion, obviously. There's that whole thing like, hey, do I look good in this dress? Oh, should I tell you the truth? The truth is probably <laughs> no, you don't look as great as you maybe think. I don't know. There's probably no right way to say that, but there there's is no way. right or wrong way, but you know what there is? Questions. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about your dress? How yeah. do you how feel do you like you look at yeah. that dress? Totally. Because so, yeah. Because it doesn't matter how you how you feel. It matters how this how she feels. Totally right. Mm -hmm. But you know they're asking it for a reason, right? Everybody does. They're asking it because of that because that's their world and their reality. But if you really dig deep, your perspective is actually irrelevant to how they feel. That is the, again that is the low self esteem where right. we need to raise that self esteem so that they don't feel they need to look outside of themselves for validation. Right. And you, and you brought that up in the very beginning too, right? Is looking at it without a perspective. Yeah. No point of view. Like, why does it matter how I feel? Why does it matter what I think about how you look? Yeah. Well, that's the dysfunctional broken world we live in. 
I think was right. We can talk about that all day. We're not broken. We are, we are all infinite beings that are whole. We just need to clear the interference. There we go. That's it. You say it better. I love it. We're clear. I I love you. You're right. Again, me being my authentic self. We're all freaking broken. No, we're not. You're right. (laughs) We're not broken. We're not broken. That's a, that's a point of view. It's a work in progress. I always consider myself and, and, progress, perfection. And you know what I love about that interaction just now is that Nikki had her truth. Chris was just saying what was his truth. And Nikki's like, hey, I'm not even going to accept that. I'm going to be authentic yeah. and true to myself and then tell you how it really is. And Chris is like, all right, okay. All right, From my model, right? no, that's the beautiful thing is that we all have, like, this is what I love about this world. We can all make choices and we yeah. can try things on and then we can choose that we don't like that choice and we're going to make another choice. But in this universe, we are a lot of the times told to keep trying, keep trying, do it over again, do it again. But I don't want to do it over again. I want to have a choice to change my mind. I want, that's what, that's the beautiful thing about being alive is that we can make choices and we can say, you know what, this relationship, not what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to make a choice to go in a different direction. Um, this job, not what I thought it was going to be. This team, not what I thought it was going to be. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel aligned. Going to make a choice. So we get to try different things on and change our mind all the time. And yeah. sometimes we just, we feel like we have to do certain things. We said we were going to do it. We yeah. said we were going to do it. So we got to do it. No, you don't. And sometimes there's fear attached to that, right? Yeah. There's fear of what people are going to think of you. Because I know for me, a lot of my story, I mean, I, I built a great team. I had six agents on my team. I'm like, man, this is my calling. This is what I love. Well, after two years of it, I'm like, I don't really like this. But my perception, all my marketing is the this Rossin team and they're doing their thing. And I'm like, okay, how, I like it, but I don't think I like it to this degree. All right, I'm being dishonest with myself. Now I'm showing up to trainings, not feeling myself. Now I'm from that going into client meetings. And now my clients are sensing my energy because I'm not aligned with my true self. So like you said, to be able to take that off and say, Hey, that's not right. I need to change, you know, and let go of that perspective. I mean, that's powerful, Nikki. It and really then is. Also think about the people who will be impacted indirectly by you stepping down. And then they feel like, Oh, like, thank you for showing me the way because mm-hmm. I thought I had to be a team leader for the rest of my life but you've just shown me that I can make a different choice instead of, Oh, I can't step down because what will people think? It's like, I need to step down because what will people think? True. Wow. Yeah. Just dropping knowledge bombs left after left after right. Just going for it. This is great. Well, I feel like too, that, that Ross said fear, right? I think fear is the biggest factor and why people, when you said earlier, Nikki, when you make that choice, the choice is like, if this isn't working out, maybe I should move on. If this isn't doing this, maybe I should move on. How many of us stay in a dysfunctional or a non-growth-oriented relationship of whatever nature that is out of fear? We're afraid to move. We're afraid to make decisions. We're afraid to make those choices. We're afraid to do the things that we know in our mind internally we should do, but we don't. That voice inside of us is telling us our gut is telling us something, but yet we refuse to listen to it. And what are we afraid of? Yeah, exactly. What are we afraid of? of the unknown yep the uncertainty of like if i go left what happens if i go right if i go straight if i go back if i right. stand so what if we could what if we could rebrand fear into excitement yeah well yeah that's a game changer right it would take excitement right something yep. new exciting change growth potential right what else is possible what is possible 
with this change that I'm making? Like, what is it that I'm not seeing? Like in a bad situation, what about this situation that I'm, what am I not seeing about this situation? Like what, what is good about this that I'm not seeing? Every single yeah. situation has a good in it. Every single situation. It's, we live in this polarity, right? Of like good and bad, right and wrong. We live like black and white, you know? So what if we could get rid of the polarity and just live in this balanced unity? And that's where I, that's where this whole, like not having a point of view comes from because we agree in a line and we resist and react and we, you know, we do all of these things so that we go one way or the other. But what if we just were like, you know what? There are so many different perspectives and I want to hear your perspective. There's a way, there's a frequency that you can be in and have a debate that is respectful instead of having a defensive debate. They're two very different frequencies, but it's the same thing. So what if we just paid attention to the frequency that we're in when we're speaking to people? And, we yeah. want and, that, to and that's an art. There's an art to that, right? Like you said, the meditation. You're, yeah, you said in the beginning, you weren't a fan of meditation a year ago. And now no. you're, you're doing 17 minutes at four in the morning, right? So 70, obviously there's a- zero. Yeah, that's why I, I want to clarify that. Was it one seven or seven zero? It's seven, seven zero. Wow. Seven zero. It's amazing. Seven zero. You yeah. are in a meditation. Wow. Yes, but you know what? Because I have, I don't want to label myself ADHD because we try not to label in yeah. this I know. realm. Point of view. Yeah, but it's also a way of attaching a name to it maybe helps an understanding. understand what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, I have to do guided meditations right now. I'm going to gear off it because. With the meditate, for me, what works is when I have a guided meditation with the music, then my brain is like hacked. Mm -hmm. If I just have the music or silence, my brain is like on, you know, drugs. Yeah. So I have to like really hack my brain by doing two things at once, by listening to the music and having a guided meditation. So that might work for somebody. Hopefully that's a helpful tip. Yeah, great totally. tip. It, everybody sleeps it differently, right? Whatever works for you might work for somebody Whatever else. Whatever works for you, yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Like the best system is the one you actually use. I actually have to go through, and I go through a, a series a series of I am's in my head. My eyes closed, and I silence my, my plots, and I just, I am this, I am proud, I am happy, I am healthy, I am courageous. I go through that series of things, and it kind of gets my mind all of a sudden, whoo, then I lock in finally. But it's like that preemptive getting started is going through a series of I am's. And then finally, I yeah. So, but I think the most important takeaway from this is you need to find a way to get into your true soul and your authentic self, which means find some silence in your life and really find out who you are. Because I don't think you can do that until you find a silence place in your life and get plugged in with who you really are. Yeah. And it's, you know, there are so many excuses that we can make. Oh, I have kids. I like, I'm a single mother. So I know all about craziness going on, but we can choose to stay in like victimhood or we can do something about it. Again, choice. It's our decision. Um, I do the savers every morning. Mine's been saved. I started it January um, of this year, 23, and I've done it every day. So I'm actually, by January of 24, I'll have a full year of it in. And that's the Hal Elrod Miracle Morning. Um, so the savers is the S-A-V-E-R-S, silence, uh, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling, scripts, so journaling. So I do all six of those every morning. And yeah, I, I that doesn't, that yeah. wouldn't work for me, but yeah. I love that for you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I've actually had, I was not great at journaling. That was not my thing either. To me, sitting down and trying to write something in a book was like trying to write crack. It was like ridiculous. 
but I finally got into a place where I was like, all right. And my therapist is like, Chris, stop thinking this, like overthinking it. Just write whatever your thoughts are. Start with that. Write whatever is going on in your brain. And so I did. For a long time, I just wrote whatever was popped in my head at that moment. And it didn't even make sense on paper. I, I, I go back and look at it, read it. It like makes absolutely zero sense. It jumps around like, oh my God, what is this guy on? But it's my thoughts. And it's where I was at. And I'm now at the point where it flows when I'm journaling. It feels like I'm talking to somebody. Like I'm actually having a conversation with somebody, but I'm not. And I'm just putting it out in the universe though. And so it's so much more. It's healing for me. It really That's is. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, one of the things I talk about is that I mentioned you said things you go through in childhood and life. Um, can we talk a little about your your childhood and kind of how you got I me? Mean, I feel like, again, you that's something we can talk about, like how yeah. you got to that. Obviously, again, you said meditation was not your thing. So a lot of things probably were not your thing at some point. Now it is. Um, what was that like growing up and, and what was the defining moment for it to be your thing? So I, it's not, I wouldn't categorize it as a thing. It just is a practice that I took on. So as a child, I didn't, my dad was military, so I had pretty strict, yep. growing up pretty strict. Yep. My, I have three siblings, but we, you know, middle to upper class, like where I had a great childhood, like financially, but then I also had my parents this is kind of this is really weird okay so i grew up with my parents were pretty wealthy but they had severe scarcity mindset when it came to money so i grew up thinking that i didn't have any money but we had a ton of money so i was really what my wiring was totally messed up because i thought that we were poor but we lived in a mansion so i was like you know, but when you yeah. grow up like that, you don't like if you're told you're poor, you're poor, you're poor. It's like when whatever you're told, that's kind of the, the thought process that you have. And so um, over the years, I had this scarcity when it came to money and like I would count every penny and I had ostrich syndrome where I wouldn't look at what money was in my bank account. I would just kind of like I didn't want to see anything. And then while I've been doing this work, I've totally like healed that generational trauma to the point where my kids now feel so much abundance because I know for my siblings, they have the same money trauma. And it's, it's one of those things that we are socially conditioned and programmed to believe that money is greater than it's like the material thing that pushes you through life. But it's, if you can see money as an energetic exchange, your whole life will change. If you see money as energy, it is matter. It is a phone, a pen, same thing. Like it is just an energetic exchange. Um, so over time, what happened is I did, I started healing more and more and more from the interference that I was having with this money stuff. And then the abundance would come in on the other end. Like it's almost like you get rewarded. The more you clear the interference, the more abundance comes the other way. Does that, does yeah, that make thousand sense? percent could, couldn't yeah. agree more with you on that? Yeah. So it's it's really um, you know I grew up a certain way and I have now created the ripple effect from self leading into breaking the generational trauma, and yeah. now it's like freedom. It's like a freedom that my kids will never have to go through that mindset. Even if I was broke, my kids would not have that mindset because you know what I said to my son? 
I'm like, you can, this is, this really impacted him because he had a situation at school where somebody needed $20 and he was like, here's $20. Well, if that was me at his age at 17, I would have been like keeping my money to myself because I didn't, don't know when the next, you know, the next $20 bill is going to come in. But my son was like very, just like gave it. And I said to him, what made you do that? Like what made you gave the money? And he said, it was something that you said to me, mom. And I was like, what is that? And he goes, well, you said to me, you can always make more money, but you can't get back your time. Mm -hmm. And he said, and that really hit me because now I realize that it doesn't matter. I can always make more money. Like helping other people is like, makes me feel good selfishly, right? And it's coming from service, but I can always make more money no matter what. There is an unlimited amount of money on this planet. We can all make more money, but we can't get our time back. Very true. Very true. So it's true. A, very, a very, very expensive commodity time. You never get it back. Yeah. You know? and, and I actually, and I admire the parents like yourself that break those generational, you know, whether they call them a stronghold or, you know, something that you had to go through because now you're giving your kids a different set of, you know, tools to get through life. And I think that is such a great quality in leaders. So I just want to commend you for that because that's not an easy thing to do. You know, I know Chris, we talk about that a lot, you know, breaking through those cycles. And sometimes, you know, those cycles can be comfortable for us to rest back on, right? We want to, you know, in your case, maybe go through your bank account and go through your bills or whatever that would look like back then, but to let go and to really truly accept the change is not easy. And, you know, I just, that's awesome, Nikki. Way to give your kids that, you know, ability to, you know, set themselves apart from what you grew up with, right? I mean, that's Yeah, and I think also that I didn't know how to change. Like, we're so indoctrinated into certain ways that some of us want, they don't, you don't even know there's another way because it's Mm -hmm. being drilled into us. Yeah. And then once you start having those, like, what's going on? There's got to be more to life. I can't live like this forever. There's, I know that my being has a higher calling, but what is it? How do I figure it out? What's the next step? Like once you start having those conversations in your mind, your, your being is like, thank you. You have arrived. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and that's when the changes can happen. You know, that's when you can start digging into yourself and it is the hardest and most rewarding journey to be on. It's like almost not knowing is knowing, exactly. right? Like exactly. not understanding exactly. is understanding. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's kind of simple, but crazy. It's like yeah. taking handcuffs off, get the handcuffs on and, and taking that like anchor off your leg and allowing yourself to, you know, fly free. And fly it's, a, free it's without pretty, knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah. Like, be okay with that too, by the way. I'm totally yeah. okay. Right now in my life yeah. like i i'm just grateful first off wake up in the morning if i wake up in the morning my life's good first off because i'm grateful for that i just woke up somebody in this world didn't wake up today i did so i'm grateful for that whatever happens moving forward the rest of the day yeah I'll, I'll make it work obviously but i'm not going to be like stressed out if things don't go with the plan i'm gonna Listen, be like i i have a good story about planning so my best friend is a pilot right she works for one of the big airlines and I, she's a single mom as well. So both of us are single moms. So I get to be her, like her partner, which means that, um, I fly free anywhere in the world. 
because that's one of the perks of working for the airlines. So over Thanksgiving, I didn't have my kids. She had her son. So we were like, let's go away. Like, let's just go somewhere because you can play like Russian roulette with flights and figure out like, where do you want to go? So cool. we were planning on going to Manhattan where it's freezing cold, but we packed summer, we packed in her, in her trunk, like a summer bag and a winter bag. Cause we didn't know where we were going to go. We had, we had booked um, flights to go to Manhattan and we were on our way to the airport. There was so much traffic. We're like, we're going to miss these. We had all these plans. Like we're going to go to the plaza. We're going to go watch the parade. It's going to be amazing. And we had these expectations of what our vacation was going to be like. Well, we are on our way to the airport. There's like traffic. You can't believe we arrive at the parking lot. We had like 10 minutes to catch our flight. We're running through the airport with our little carry-ons because we always bring carry-ons because you don't want to check a bag because it might get lost. And we arrive at the gate and she's like, nope, sorry, you're too late. You missed the flight. And we were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We had a whole, we planned the whole thing to go to Manhattan. So my friend pulls out her phone. She looks, she goes, there are 70 open seats to Costa Rica yeah. and it leaves in an hour. Yeah. And I was like, done. So we run to the car, we unpack our bags, put our summer clothes in, get on the flight and book our hotel on the flight. Now, that is being open to possibilities. That is being okay. Because we could have gotten to the flight and be like, let us on the flight to Manhattan. We want to be on the flight to Manhattan. Like, this is a disaster. Like, you know, the energy could have totally shifted. We could have been like, yeah. this is the worst week ever. We missed our flight. Now, what are we going to do? You know, but instead we were like, great, we missed our flight. Where are we going to go next? Yeah. That's so awesome. it's all about how you see, like, what's good about this. And guess what? We're in, we're in Costa Rica over the week of Thanksgiving, watching the parade in Manhattan thanking our lucky stars that we weren't <laughs> with 70,000 people on the sidewalks. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So it's so like, true. how are you going to look at things that happen to you? What is the good that comes out of a situation that you could very easily make negative? This is the same thought process. Like what is your perspective on anything that happens in your life and how can you turn it into something good? You, you ever see the movie? Yes, man. With Jim Carrey. Where they're like, say yes, say yes. yes. That that story just reminded me of that movie. Chris, you know what I'm talking about? Nick, yeah. if you haven't watched I it, haven't I promise it. you, you are going to love this movie because it's very much in tune with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, just being like open that. to the universe and trusting like, hey, my creator's got this. Yeah. Like if it doesn't work always, out, it's because always, the universe always. shut we, that door. We have already had our worst day and we survived. Mm -hmm. Didn't die. We survived. So let's bring it. Like- yeah. How does it get any better than that? Yeah. Well, I wish the rest of the world would get to the same level that we're at because I think it'd be a different place to live on if everybody thought the way that we think right here. And unfortunately, it's not always going to be this way because the world doesn't always work out that way. We can't yeah. worry about the rest of the world. I mean, we ideally, our space, our bubble, our if lane. So, if, this, if this conversation resonates with somebody, then yes. my cup is filled. Yeah. One person. That, that one person. Mm -hmm. And if not, and you know what, if not, my cup is filled too because I got to speak my truth. Yes, Come on. and what? Well, you got two people. I can tell you that. We, <laughs> I definitely enjoyed your time, and your message is now. very good. I think there's a band. This is probably three is a band, right? We can have a band. Yeah. Our, Do it. 
and a drummer. We're good. Awesome. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Nikki. Thanks for being transparent and straightforward. I love your authenticity, too. I think that was one of the things that really shot off with me when you did our team meeting. was like I instantly, and I watched some of your stuff on social media, your authenticity can show through even on that level. People can see authenticity for what it is. And so I appreciate and respect that because I'm come from a place, the same place. And there's very, there is very few people on this planet that do have that. So, um, and Ross is one of the ones that he's on his way up to. Like he is that guy. That's why I chose to do the show with him every week. We have a blast doing this. Um, and we always enjoy having great conversation with people like yourself of the caliber you are and to share the world, what the possibilities are, what yep. your possibilities is unlimited. You can be what? whatever you want to be. Right. I mean, this is like that thing. You be anything you want to be like literally. Yeah. Like we chose to be real estate agents. We could have chosen to be pilots. We could have chosen to be mailmen. Like we could choose to do whatever we want to. We just yeah, have right. to choose to be in this field. So why not choose to go on the journey of being in real estate? However, that makes you feel great because so many times we fall into this trap of like something bad happens and then our world is destroyed. Well, what about that little like new agent that comes in so excited with no preconceived ideas of what's going to happen. Where did that go? Yeah. Bring it back. Come on. Come on. It'll always be like that. Come on. And I, know we right. really, and I know we didn't really talk much about real estate on here. That's fine. <laughs> I love it. It all rolls know. into it though. Like ultimately the real estate part of it is like, eh, if you yeah. get this part right, the real estate comes itself. Yeah. Thousand percent. Yep. Thousand percent. If you fix, if you fix this, everything else seems to fall in place. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And people are walking, working backwards, honestly. It's like they're trying to fix all the stuff externally, but they haven't really touched anything internally. And it's like mm. working backwards here. You guys got to stop. Take a break. Take two steps back before you can go four steps forward. Sit in silence with yourself. See what happens. Yeah. Just try that yeah. for a little bit. Get to know you yourself. Like, who are you? Do you even know who you are? Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, they, yeah, exactly. So I think if anybody has a New Year's resolution this year for 2024, make that yours. Find out who you are. If you take anything from this podcast today, take some time to really plug into who you are and find out what it is that makes you drive. What is your authentic self? What makes you happy? We're in such a, a world that we're, you're right. We're a people-pleasing world. We're always trying to make everybody else happy. I think that's a social heredity trait too, by the way. We're talking yep. about social heredity, being raised in an environment. That was me. So always trying to please people. You know, Mine was lacked due to a, abandonment issues as a child. So yeah, on the flip side. So you work on that too. But yeah, less pleasing people and more pleasing yourself and find out who you really are. Um, I think it's a great takeaway from this. So awesome. Nikki, thanks for your time. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I know you got a lot going on in your life and take another 45 minutes on top of that for us. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Um, Heck yeah. Always those that are listening out there in our podcast where we appreciate you guys plugging in every week and listening to our podcast. I hope this is a value to you. And at some point, yes, you can find who your authentic self is too because it's a beautiful place to be in as we all can agree, right? So awesome. All right, Nikki, thank you again. Happy holidays to you. We'll see ya. Always great for you, my friend. I will see you all next week. Thank you again, Nikki. Have thank a great you. day. Thanks.